RadioInfluence.com. Uh, flavor, flavor, please tell your neighbors, Ian Beckles with flavor in your ear. <laughs> Wake up, sports, music, and fashion, best of podcasting, what's going on now and what's soon to happen. Be sure to stick around, no fast forward or skipping, dropping jewels, you don't want to miss them. Make sure you listen, Ian Beckles with the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's here, it's flavor. Here's what's coming up on this episode of Flavor in Your Ear. Uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit about politics and the election. Then I'm going to bring my special guest in, Mr. Danny New, the host from the daytime show. You don't want to miss it. If you're into politics, uh, I believe you've had a very interesting week to last two weeks uh, leading into this election. Um, this politics thing and this election thing is very new to me. I've never sat down and watched an election like I watch a football game. And that's pretty much how I watched this election from beginning to end. And what I mean beginning to end, I was up at midnight and they're talking about they're casting the first votes. Uh, it was in Dixville Knox. And I think there was five people in Dixville Knox and all five of them voted for Biden. So it was a good start. But I literally watched almost like I, I, that's all I've been watching the last couple of days. And it's been a roller coaster, to say the least. You know, for me, uh, I started off saying, okay, Biden's going to do this, and it's going to be a landslide. Because I listen to some people that say it's going to be a landslide. That's what I'm hoping. It's going to be a landslide. Then, you know, the whole thing starts, and I'm looking at the numbers. And as I'm sitting there on election night, about halfway through, I got this eerie feeling that I had. It was the exact same feeling that I had in 2016 uh, when he was going up against Hillary. The, the feeling went from, we got this to, holy shit, this son bitch is going to win. And I got the exact same feeling this year, about halfway through the election on election night. And it was a roller coaster because the numbers were, were skewed big time. Trump, you know, right off the bat. And everybody the next day was like, oh boy. Here we go. We're in trouble. But if you really listen to a lot of experts, you know, it wasn't it's, it wasn't rocket science. OK, and, and the experts understand, you know, there's trends out there and, you know, the, the experts understand it. And, you know, the politicians understand it, too. And Trump will let us know what he likes and doesn't like. And basically, it's based on whether it's Democratic or Republican. Everybody knows that the early voting is Republican. Republicans vote early. That's that's the trend. In person is mostly Republican. Not, you know, the majority of the people going on per, in person on the day of the election is Republican. And usually Democrats are the ones that mail in their votes. And you have to look at Donald Trump for months telling Republicans not to mail in their votes. Don't mail in your votes. Go and show up, and that's cool. But then, Donald, don't be shocked when we're adding up all the mail-ins and it's 80% Democratic because that's what was going to happen. You scared your people. You scared your people into voting on time, which is not a bad thing. When this is all said and done and you're hearing people crying for whatever reason, oh, this is not fair, the only important thing is that everybody who wants to vote gets their vote counted. 
for me. All the rest of it, I don't give a rat's ass. I don't care if you voted early, on time, mailed it in, brought it in by carrier pigeon. If it was in on time, take the vote, and at the end, let's add them up, and we'll see who wins. It seems that easy. But basically, Donald Trump looked at what would benefit them, you know, Democrats, and he wanted to nix it. You know, during, right now it's 253 to 213. It seems like it's been that forever. And it was going back and forth, and Trump was winning on all four to the, the remaining states. Then all of a sudden, Biden's winning on all four. So the roller coaster continued uh, for days. But, you know, when you're looking at this whole thing and you have Trump telling people to stop counting votes, he looked into the camera and he said, Stop counting votes because he was winning at the time. That's enough. Stop counting. When we look back at this in a few years, we're going to look back and we're going to go, this shit was crazy. Seriously. And he's already going to sue everybody and their mama. He has lawsuits going out against Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania, because he didn't like the way things were added up. Now, you know, when you lose by 200 votes, okay, you can demand a recount. But when you're getting bludgeoned, and these numbers are going to keep on going up, by the way, because it's definitely very pro-Biden. He didn't lose narrowly. He lost. That happens. And I'm sitting there listening to some Republicans on television saying that the Republicans really had a great election other than Donald Trump winning. The Republicans did a lot of great things. You know, Donald Trump didn't win. He's not going to think that. And he don't concede crap. And it's not over yet. But supposedly the Secret Service is bolstering their, their security and the airspace over Biden's house is now restricted. It's a done deal, people. They're, they're acting like Biden is already the president. So, you know, it was crazy looking on social media. I saw a couple of people post Bernie Sanders, who was speaking with somebody. I'm not sure who the interview was, was with, but he was breaking down the election. And this was months ago. And. I'll be damned if he didn't have it right on the nose. He had it on the nose. He was saying, you know, so-and-so is going to vote for this person, and this is going to happen, and then Trump's going to complain about this and this, and he had it right on the nose, which was unbelievable. Like, I don't know about Bernie Sanders as a politician, but he's pretty darn, he's pretty darn smart. And the ironic part of this election was sitting there watching Donald Trump, I wasn't watching him because you couldn't see him. I would have liked to have seen him. Uh, it comes down to Arizona, where he'd been bashing John McCain, who was a, a hero there. And Biden uh, eulogized McCain. And Trump's also bashing, you know, McCain's daughter, Cindy, and she also supports Biden. And then you're seeing them in Atlanta, Georgia, and everybody's counting votes, a bunch of black people counting votes. And Trump must have been irate thinking this is effed up. This, how can this be fair? This ain't the way I want my world to be. And he thought Philadelphia cheated. Philadelphia, he had more votes this time than he had in 2016 in Philadelphia. Nobody cheated, Don. You lost, that's it. And wait now when he's out, okay? And you're gonna see the books that come out by different people that worked at the White House. There's gonna be different stories. There's gonna be Trump havoc. And he may come back and run again in 2004, in 20, 2024. But who knows? But I'll know now. I, I do this. 
I do this podcast every week, and uh, I think Joe Biden podcast can be boring. I'm going to have to figure out what Donald Trump does and follow him around because he's certainly more interesting than Joe Biden. So it's over, allegedly. I said last week that when I came on air, it probably wouldn't be decided. and It hasn't officially been decided yet, but it looks like Biden is going to be the guy. And we'll see if he makes a difference. Uh, we'll be seeing less MAGA hats, which is okay with me. And, and then we move forward. And like I said, I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. I just want what's good for our country. And I hope everybody wants the same. If anybody ever has uh, wants to email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. And uh, make sure you're listening to the Ron and Ian Show Monday through Friday, 6.20 a.m. and 95.3 FM. And that's 3 to 7. I appreciate you guys listening in. Hopefully, um, the election came out the way you want, wanted it to. I think if you listen to this podcast, I think it definitely did. We have a special guest. I don't always have a guest on Flavor in the Year, but it's always wonderful to have another voice, another intelligent voice. My brother, Danny New from the Daytime Show, one of the new co-hosts. How are you doing, brother? I'm good. Uh, It's nice to just see a person, to see your face. It's different, yes. I normally have a hat on, so I I don't want to scare you. I normally have a hat on. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can't scare me. There's 40 (laughs) Jimi Hendrixes looking at me. There's a lot of Jimi Hendrix in here, absolutely. Now, uh, I said new. How long have you been back with a daytime show? Uh, like how long been on the show? How long you been on the show? Yeah, I've been on the show since December thirtieth. Okay, so almost a year. You go by what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like forty years because we. I did the show normally for two months. Okay, and then the world stopped. It sure did. That's true. So we started doing. I had so many weird things doing the show from home, like trying to send a new Zoom link to Robert De Niro mm-hmm. during interview because he had the wrong Zoom link. Oh, that must have been interesting. It was on July 4th. I was on vacation. They were like, De Niro will do July 4th. And then I said, well, I guess I'm doing July 4th, you know. Absolutely. You don't want to make this guy (laughs) mad. You know, you don't want to make him mad. So uh, they accidentally exited out of the Zoom. And as everyone in quarantine learned, when you exit out of a Zoom, that's it. It's over. It's over. And they were like, well, we have to somehow teach Robert De Niro how to use Zoom, which was the scariest (laughs) thing of my life. I mean, this week in politics might have topped that finally. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I've been talking about politics, and I, I'm not a, you know, I, I keep on saying that. I'm, I haven't been a big poli- you know, politics guy and as, of, as of late. And I don't know if it's politics or if it's Donald Trump, okay? Because I don't know if I'm drawn to politics. Donald Trump's interesting as hell to me, okay? Because I've just never seen that before, okay? And I've been through Obama, and to me it was boring. You know, he's boring. As that should be. Politics should be boring. I understand They should that. be taking care of things. They're like your 401k. Correct. You give them your vote, <laughs> and then you come back in a little bit, and you see how you're doing. Absolutely. Now, uh, I agree with you, because when they say politically correct, they probably got to change that term. Yeah. Because what's politically correct about Donald Trump? Well, he doesn't like that phrase. Uh, he doesn't I'm, like it, or he doesn't live it at all. <laughs> Well, as you know, I'm not allowed to touch on politics because uh, that's my job. But okay. what I what I can touch on mm-hmm. is that people like you and me who mm-hmm. talk for a living also hate the phrase politically correct because we're scared of it. I agree. We're I, scared people might turn on us. We just say one wrong sure. thing. Well, listen, I've been in the media for a long, long time, brother. And I'm sure you have, too, but not as long as me because I'm older than you. But, that is factually accurate. But I've been accused of things throughout the years. And I was like, what did you hear? Like, I heard somebody say, you're a racist. And I go, against who? <laughs> and they're like white people. I go, are you being serious? <laughs> of course I, I am. Go, my wife is white. 
My kids are half white. I went to school in Iowa, then Indiana, and I'm from Montreal. If I didn't like white people, I'd be fucked. Sorry for, excuse my French. But seriously, I'd be in trouble. Look at me. I'm, I'm hanging around a bunch of white people right now. I love y'all. I, I had a similar experience because I'm Jewish, and we, we got a, an email from viewers who are mm-hmm. always happy to critique you. They never email a compliment. It's only when they're sure. mad at you, and you know that, Ian. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an email from a viewer who was like, I can't believe Danny just said Jesus Christ. I'd rather he said the F word. I was like, listen, Jesus is another Jew. You can't tell a Jew how to <laughs> say a right. Jew's name. Right. You wouldn't tell an Australian how to say Nigel. Correct. It's Unless, their name. That makes, that makes a lot so of sense. So you can't tell me what to say. People say, I once had Jewish people come after me because they thought that I was making fun of kosher Jews. So we would have like inter-ethnicity oh. battles sometimes, right? Well, black people do it. Yeah. Black people do it too. And it's just, listen... I just want our country to embrace and and play nice. That's that's what I want because, and I don't know if that's a political thing, but we're to a point now where if you're wearing a hat or if you're wearing a shirt or if you say something, people look at you and hate you regardless mm-hmm. of what's inside. I mean, you, that has changed, hasn't it? Has it not last four years? Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, I come from an improv background, so I'm trying to be happy to people. Sure. But uh, you're right that people are hating each other. And one thing we just learned, I can't get political again, but we were just touching on races hating each other. We learned that uh, Joe Biden lost a lot of the Cuban vote that Mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton had in 2016. And why was that? What's that? And what was the reason for that? Well, a lot of political analysts will tell you that it was because uh, they associate Biden with Obama, who opened commerce with Fidel Castro. Mm -hmm. And they don't like that because he... To talk in Jewish terms is like they're Hitler. It's Anytime you tell, say, uh, Fidel Castro to a Cuban, then you're going to get, you're in trouble. The mood goes yeah, down. The mood will the definitely. The mood goes absolutely, down. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Ron, Ron Diaz, who's my par- partner on the radio, is Cuban. And Fidel Castro's a bad word, brother. It's a bad, bad word. He's I mean, like, I'd rather you say the F word. Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> yeah. because, I mean, Fidel Castro costs his family businesses and, and all the kind of stuff like that. So it's it's definitely real. So so you've obviously been involved with other, you know, uh, elections before. This one was a little different, was it not? Yeah. So I now I'm revealing my age. So I'm 25, which means you. How old are you? 25. Uh, <laughs> are you being serious? Holy <laughs> shit! You're 25 years old. Or 95. You seem a lot more mature. I'm going to say that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I was born with an ascot around me. I guess so just a little preppy boy. Oh, wow. But so for me, I was in college the last election. Oh, yeah, I was at the University were. of Miami. Yeah. Um, and I remember driving down the road on election day and I saw a homeless person holding up a cardboard sign. And it just said, if you give me a dollar, I'll vote for Hillary. And I was like, oh, good morning from a swing state. This is how we do things <laughs> yeah, here. No that's, that's a little different. <laughs> so after college, I went to my first market, which was in Springfield, Massachusetts, where the Basketball Hall of Fame is. And then I came back here to Tampa and got this job. So I was in two different parts of Florida mm-hmm. and it was crazy how much different Tampa is than Miami. Oh, it's, it's different worlds. Yeah. There's different worlds. Yeah. 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 Big oh, time, big time, different worlds. Like if you go a little North of Miami, mm. you're just in Broward. You're just yeah. in Palm beach. You're just yeah. other little <laughs> yeah. people. If you go North of Tampa, yeah. you are in crystal river. <laughs> yes. Well, who, which I love. Oh, all the manatees. I love, but I, I love crystal river is a beautiful place. It's yes. just, it's the sticks. There is a my favorite and least favorite billboard when you drive up that way. Mm. There's a billboard for a radio station, and yeah. it says, no rap, no crap. No rap, no crap. 
as in people who like rap music. So they don't play crap. any rap? No, or any crap that's associated with it. So no rap, no crap really means no ethnic music. Up to inferral. Okay. But I see it every time I drive okay. north, and it lets me know that I'm no longer in Hillsborough County. Yeah, I don't know if that would work here. Mm-mm. It wouldn't work here. Not in this Jimi Hendrix lounge. No, definitely not in this <laughs> building. You know, we we don't give a rap. We love rap in this building, no doubt about that. But you know, I'm just I'm curious to see what happens going forward um, with politics in general. I want to see the people that surface that were in the White House because clearly nobody's spoken in the White House for a long time. Like nobody's allowed to speak, or you lose your job, or get bludgeoned, or flogged, or something like that. I want to see the books that come out now. Because I don't, Donald Trump's not going to lay in the weeds. He's not going to lay back and be cool. That's not what he does. Donald Trump's coming out blazing. Okay, I'm, I'm making some predictions right now. Donald Trump, and I believe I've heard this is what he wanted to do before when the, the whole story was, and I believe Howard Stern came out and said, Donald Trump didn't even want to win. Donald Trump wanted to run, cause a ruckus, and then start a television sh- uh, station to bash Hillary. That's what he wanted to do, and he ended up winning, and he was like, oh, shit. I won this thing. Now I got to run this country, which I don't have any idea what to do. Once again, I'm getting political and you cannot. Yeah, I'm not allowed to get <laughs> yeah, political. And you, um, and you cannot. Well, uh, what I what I can say is that if I had, first of all, we don't know if Trump lost yet. But if he did, yeah. and it looks probable that he lost, the odds are I, I can't imagine that he wouldn't come back to Mar-a-Lago in Florida and not be like, oh, well, this is kind of nice, too. I don't have to. Do yeah, anything or tweet at Iranian leaders. I can I just kind of hang his out, thing, brother. But maybe he wants to relax. I mean, he's seventy-four. Maybe you want to relax now. I don't know. Does he look relaxed to you? Well, okay. So, you know, here's the funny <laughs> thing about Trump is that I'm from New Jersey, so okay. I grew up where he was a big deal, and I felt like yeah. a lot of the rest of the country only knew him as a game show host, whereas we knew him as the guy who had two casinos in Atlantic yeah. City that failed. So okay. I was aware of Donald Trump and the yeah. ways that he had failed in real estate. And you I, didn't, okay, let's, let's be real. I'm not from New Jersey, okay? Mm-hmm. You didn't have to dig too far to find out what he was about. You really didn't. He's been doing the same thing for years and succeeding. And that's the thing I tell people. Why in the hell would Donald Trump change his template? He's been doing the exact same thing for years, and he ended up getting, he's becoming the most powerful man in the world. And they all, we almost reelected him. Why would he change what he's doing? Nobody's ever told him it's wrong. Because maybe he's, you know, he's going to be older. Next time he has to be 78 when he runs. Maybe he wants to just like, you know, eat fried chicken. <sighs> hang out and play some golf. He does play the golf. Um, I'd like to get him exposed to some different people. Because I believe he believes the world is Mar-a-Lago. So when he talks about the world, he talks about Mar-a-Lago. Because he doesn't have exposure to anybody else ever. I've never heard somebody say, I hung out with Donald Trump, or I know Donald Trump. I've never heard that. Or I'm Donald Trump's friend. You ever, who's this friend? Uh, well. Even Oprah has a good friend. You compare Trump to Oprah, Gale, Well, I'm just he's saying. Got, I mean, it's not, King, it's not yeah. about being a, he doesn't have a friend. So I believe Donald Trump goes to Mar-a-Lago to hold court, to be around people that are like-minded, and that's the only place he can go, because he's king there. And when he tells us what's happening in the world, he believes that's the world. Well, it is the winter White House. You have to remember. Well, it's white. <laughs> it's it's sure enough white and it's sure enough wealthy. It's not even rich. I really should have asked you before I came to this podcast what it was about. 
I mean, Ian said, you want to be on the podcast? Is that true? I show up and say, can you talk politics? I know I'm not allowed to talk politics. All I can do is comment on what my last week has been yeah, like. that's right. And my last week has just been watching different old white men with their shirt sleeves rolled up point at cities yeah. on a magical television screen. Correct. And I have to learn new counties. How many new counties did you learn this a week? A lot Ian? of new counties. Detroit's in yeah. Wayne County. I know that now. True. That is true. <laughs> and it's funny when you see how the, the love for the politicians change by counties amazing yes you just move 10 miles and it seems like it's all trump and it's all biden and it's it's interesting i would like to know how this happened that all the cities were mostly blue and all the land was mostly red how did that end up happening it seems like it's blue on the outside and red on the inside it's just Mm. it's 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 old school mainstream hardworking blue collar america in the middle is more donald trump i i believe and and he also has he has that, and he has wealthy, and I think everybody else who's sane is is, is Biden. Well, like we said, <laughs> I cannot comment on politics. And listen, uh, that's all I do. And uh, my problem is when I talk about politics, half the time I'm not talking about politics. I'm just talking about human nature and being human and being a good person. And I just don't think Donald Trump's a good person. And I don't know if Joe Biden's a good person. I don't. I think he's a better person than Donald Trump. Well, you are making a good point that a couple of things got politicized this year that we never would have thought. Mm. Um, science became politics, which <laughs> yeah, it still is. Yeah, apparently, apparently. So, I mean, a global warming already was a political thing, Correct. but now masks too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, race is a big politics thing. Huge, huge. Uh, and that's weird to think about. It is because when I hear, like, I don't know anything about Black Lives Matter. Let me be honest with you. I don't know how it started. I don't know who originated it. I don't know the premise behind it. I really don't. Yeah. So I don't, I don't go around yelling Black Lives Matter. I just don't do it. But if that upsets you, then I get, look around, I say, well, why, why does that upset you? Well, all lives matter. Well, not everybody's getting shot in the street, okay? And, you know, I, I, try, to, I try to stay away from a lot of things that I don't know, okay? Like QAnon and stuff. You know anything about it? Uh, I believe they think that Hillary Clinton and Ellen DeGeneres are trafficking children, I think. And raping kids, I believe. Yeah, not I- ideal. But it's interesting that you mentioned that you don't understand Black Lives Matter. Hey, I respect the fact that you admit that. I mean, do you know the premise of it and who runs it and who started it? And No, I just it's, know. It's just a website. Maybe. It, that's it all it is. It's not blog. a religion. What is it? It's the idea that black lives should not be treated idea. less by the police. But I think it's interesting. The last week, we've kind of had a little bit of a wake-up call with the fact that black people mm-hmm. who are rich do not all agree with the philosophies. Like, to have that's a fact. That's a fact. Ice Cube helping out Donald Trump, to have Lil Wayne, Wayne. That hurt me the most. Listen. That hurt me the most, a Lil the, Wayne one. That hurt me. Hurt me. Lick, lick, lick me like a lollipop <laughs> right. does not strike me as a political guy. I didn't think we'd get like ten years ago. If you're like the guy who's singing about a six foot, seven foot, eight foot yeah, yeah, penis. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Wayne's a brilliant young man, and um, for them, I think if you talk to him about it, I think they'll be blunt with you. They'll probably say, "I don't give a shit about that dude. I just want to pay more taxes." I think yeah. they'll just be blunt with it, you know. And I don't make enough money to, to, to for that to matter. I don't know. Uh, everyone at home, if you've never been inside of Ian's place, this is one of the weirdest places I've ever been to in my well, entire life. You haven't seen most of it yet. It gets I, weirder. I walked in, yeah. and there's stadium seats and a Pac-Man <laughs> machine. 
And then you turn right, and then there's a T-shirt machine. Ooh, we haven't gone left yet. What's left? It's like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Isn't that this whole place? Pretty it's much. Beckles <laughs> pretty, Chocolate pretty Factory. Much, pretty much. We're going to have a lot more stuff going on in here. Uh, we're going to turn into a cafe, and we're selling some CBD products, and uh, we're going to have meat, sell meat in here. Oh, everything, brother. You know? Anything. It's, it's like a modern general store. Something like that. Cafe. Um, you know, some you want if you want to get some beautiful lamb chops, come here to Dignitary Cafe. Get you some lamb chops. You know what I'm saying? Are you a CBD guy? I'm Does a that CBD. do anything for you? All things that come from that plant, I am all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I strain the plant. Uh, it's good for you, brother. That plant is a beautiful plant. Yeah, I've, I I hope CBD. If it works for you, then you know that's good. It does. You've uh, not tried it? Uh, I've tried CBD. Yeah. My last market is Massachusetts, so the first. What's it called? They sell dispensary yeah. and the East Coast opened in my town, in Massachusetts, okay. Northampton. Okay, they made must have caused a ruckus in it. They in the first week they, <laughs> yeah, made, they made two million dollars yes, in a week. <laughs> yes, they yes, <laughs> so they, they yes, probably they went did. from Democratic to Republican yeah. in, two, in one we'll, week. We'll, they made two million dollars. Everybody's easing up to that though. Everybody's easing up to, to yeah. My marijuana. home state, New Jersey, just legalized. That's it. what I'm saying. But it's to a point now where there's really no argument against it anymore. There's none. My 89-year-old grandma, who is locked up in a senior home in New Jersey right now, mm-hmm. texted me. She wants it was like, it's about she time. Got, she wants some edibles. <laughs> I was like, your generation, <laughs> you were the ones who were against it. No, no, Nana, Nana knows about the edibles. You know why? Because if somebody else had some edibles or you go to a nursing home and out in the back and they're blazing. They my want friend. it. But they're this blazing. Con- this confirms that in the 60s when the great generation, the great generation mm. was making fun of. Everyone, if we're going to places like Jimi Hendrix concerts, smoking yeah, yeah, weed, yeah. in the back of their mind, mm. it's they're kind of like mm, the bad boy seems kind of hot. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's part of it. And listen, that's a it's a it's a money thing too. And then when you talk about the election, and you talk about uh, you said science becoming politicized. Um, when I went to Crystal River, I went to Crystal River a couple months ago, and as we're ch- as I'm chilling, you know, floating on the water, influenced by that plant. I'm just looking around and I'm looking at all the flags and you know, when they talk about global warming and really Republicans aren't about it, you know why they own everything on the water. They don't want to lose it. Think about that for a second. If you believe in global warming, that means the water's rising. That means your property value is going to go down. So they got all Trump flags on the water and that's who has the money. They don't want to believe in it. I never thought about it. Somebody told me that. And as I was there floating, looking at the flags, I go, that would make sense. Money doesn't want water's value to go down. Ian, why are you thinking about politics when you smoke weed? You should be enjoying life. Why are you going everything. to the depressing No, things? but it's not depressing, though. It's just you, you think deeper. You get deeper than where else you've, you've been. It's not negative. That's not negative. That's enlightenment. But if I was on edibles okay. and I was floating Crystal River, I would think there's a sea cow. Could it be a hamburger? Should I try and eat that thing? Well, I already ate one for breakfast. I already <laughs> ate a sea cow for breakfast, so, so don't tell anybody. Because supposedly you can get arrested for that. So, um, so what's on your horizon? Is there anything big going on this year with daytime show? Oh uh, yeah, well it's been great. Like I mentioned, people like De Niro, we just gotten really good guests because everybody's bored. Yeah, I bet. It's like we're talking uh, Lawrence Fishburne next week nice. and Tiffany Haddish, I think next love week. Tiffany, love Tiffany Haddish. Uh, I did have a weird moment that didn't go very well with you oh. and McGregor. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, really? We had an awkward moment about a month ago. Uh-huh. Um, he did this thing where he went on like a motorcycle trip with his best friend. He comes out with this movie like that okay. every like, I, heard, I think I heard something years. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just asked him, I was like, uh, you and, you know, did you have any like a masculine experiences like you and your friend out in the Brazilian desert, you know, anything like that? Uh, you felt vulnerable? Yeah. And for some reason, you and thought this would be a good time to make me 
never be able to satisfy a woman ever again. Because in that moment, you McGregor, the hottest man on the planet with this Scottish accent, was like, Danny, I don't think being vulnerable makes you any less of a man. It makes you even stronger, actually. Good accent, too, by the way. I've been working on that for a while. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. But it was like, you don't understand vulnerability. Danny's not emotional. And then, yeah, so. Vulnerable is not a bad word, is it? Is that a negative word? I think for actors, they like vulnerability. And I think for, they have to be. I think they have, they have to, be. to be. So for me, I was be. just saying like, hey, did you like get stung by a jellyfish at the PA, your friend? And for him, he was like, I, he thought I was attacking uh, the vulnerable masculinity of, of men. Did it upset him? Uh, yeah, he was a little mad at me. Really? That's okay. I'm upset. I had Ray Liotta call me a smart ass one time. Like it just Listen, don't, don't kiss that ass. You know, you don't have to toss somebody's salad just because they're on your show. No, we yeah. had Jose Canseco on our show one time, and oh, my, well, that's game my, my, my one question to him was, "What do you? What, what's your definition of a traitor?" And he goes, "What's your definition of a traitor?" I go, "Somebody that writes a book and tells stories about the locker room without everybody else's approval." Click. He was gone. Really? Jose? Oh yeah, yeah. He's a bitch. He's a bitch. Is he missing a finger too? It would have been harder for him to hang up. I don't think, I think so. he lost it in a poker game. But, but, he lost a finger in a poker game? I have heard this. <laughs> what does that mean? First of all, I've heard that Hillary Clinton is trafficking children. But second of all, I heard <laughs> but I heard that Jose Canseco apparently Ooh. lost a finger in a poker game. I'd probably believe the Hillary Clinton one first. Trafficking children? Yeah. I can't comment on <laughs> politics. I do know Jose Canseco might have hung up with you with his nose, though. He might. Oh, okay. I don't know how he did it. But uh, uh, no, I respect that you... Uh, would welcome on somebody onto your show yeah. just so you could insult them. No, what a, no. What a gracious host you no, that's are. That's a great question, I thought. You know what I mean? Because, listen, somebody asked me once, would, would you interview Donald Trump? And you know what my answer was? I think it's a bad idea. Oh, I do it in a heartbeat. I think it's a bad idea. Interview because, Trump? Yeah, for me it is. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I just know it is because I know me, and I don't, I don't kiss ass, and I know, what he, I know how he's going to come at me. And it's gonna turn out poorly. I'm just, I'm like, I'm gonna stand up and I'll go. I will punch your orange face, and it won't be long into it. I'm telling you, I just don't do it. I don't do it well. I don't do whatever he's doing. I don't do that. Would well. you do that if you saw Secret Service on both sides? Oh no, no, I'm not messing with Secret Service. That's probably a bad idea. That's why it's a bad idea. <laughs> okay, because I'm telling, I just told you I want to punch him in the face, and after I tell him I want to punch him in the face, I might get you know 357s littered all done because you can't do that. So that's why I would say, no, I don't want, and if, if we had the situation, I would tell Ron, Ron, you interview him, I'm not doing it. And I'm, I'll walk away and do something else. But I would not interview Donald Trump, no. I, I would because I want to ask him some things. Any, talking to any president, I've got some questions. You, he's not going to like my questions, though. Yeah. He's just not, okay? Because what am I going to ask him? I'm going straight to, straight to the jugular. And he's not going to like, he don't like to be challenged. Especially not buying no 300 pound black man. He ain't going to like that. He'll like that as much as being challenged by a woman. And he don't like that. You don't have to comment. Why am I on this political <laughs> I don't I can't comment. It's okay. <laughs> Danny New is not going to comment. And he hasn't been political for the last 20 minutes or so. I just keep bringing it back to like some random celebrity story. Like I, I did a hamburger eating contest with Joey Chestnut. Met Joey Chestnut. We've had him on the show before. Great guy. Great guy. Very uh, normal looking guy. Almost, yeah, totally. Like, just a frumpy looking dude that just looks like he makes money eating you no know, um hot dogs. 
The dude, we did a hamburger and he got this. He mm. literally folded it yes, into his does. mouth. Yeah, it's, it's origami. It's, it's gross. It's gross. Let me ask him. Yeah. Uh, have you had any interaction with Dick Vitale since I have. you've been? I've hung out with Dick Vitale in college and got hammered with him at Indiana University. You got in a hammered bar. with Dick Vitale? In a bar. He's hilarious. What year was that? By probably 91. So he's like 50? Dick Vitale? He's 80 now. Dick like, Vitale's got to be 80, yes. So he was 50 back then. He was pounding him back at 50. Oh, yeah. Dick Vitale, of course. I had my first interaction with my interview and first story about the Rays a couple months ago. He loves the Rays. He loves He's Ray. the biggest Rays fan on the mm-hmm. planet. Um, but they were like, hey, he can only do like Friday night. Mm-hmm. I was like, so what, 4 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Oh, night, night, night? <laughs> yeah, it was like, I was like, wait, Dick Vitale, 84 years old, is going to uh, stay up late on a Friday night? Sure. Uh, he didn't. He texted me at 11 o'clock and was like, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He ain't up at 11 o'clock. Shit, at 10 o'clock, I'll be asleep, believe me. And I'm not 80-something, but I feel that way sometimes. Well, Mr. New, I appreciate you having him on. Having you on. I didn't you know I, I didn't know you weren't quite allowed, not allowed to speak about politics. I just should have thought about that. Uh, I should have thought about it's that. It's okay. I'm happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Um. But everyone, like I said, I cannot talk politics. Nothing I've said in the last 20 minutes has reflected any of my opinions. It's all good. If anybody wants to get in contact with you uh, social media-wise, how to hit you up? At Danny New TV. My last name is New N-E-W. It's an actual word, and it's real. That's wonderful. Danny New TV. I'm at Ian Beckles on all the different uh, social medias. Everybody have a wonderful weekend and celebrate a little bit. Peace out. To keep the conversation going, follow Ian on Twitter at Ian Beckles and check out DignitaryRadio.com to get the latest on where you can find him next. This has been Ian Beckles, Flavor in Your Ear on Radio Influence. Flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's ear. Flavor in your ear, flavor, bringing that flavor. This is a dark to light with Frank and Beans Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Don't listen to this episode around the children because Uncle Frank is feeling a little spicy here today, and I'm going to try to keep this under control. Um, Georgia is now swinging toward Biden. There is now a uh, a blue tint to Georgia, so that's happening. Trump saw uh, Pennsylvania go from an 800,000-vote lead into a deficit this morning. Um, I, would, I would put it this way, and I was talking about it last night. Imagine yourself on a World Series team. Imagine you're playing, a, you're playing baseball in the major leagues, and your team just rifled through the second half of the season, and you went into the playoffs scorching hot. Scorching hot. And you're in the World Series, and the umpires that are working your series against whoever the hell you're playing, they are, every day, you throw out there your best pitcher. You're going to put on out there, you're going through your rotation, every last one of your starting pitchers are kneecapped with a baseball bat in front of the entire stadium with impunity. There's nothing you can do. Okay, I guess we'll just go to our bullpen then. And then... Every time you have a runner that is rounding third, going home to score, the umpires call timeout, send you back to second base to give the other team a redo with the last pitch. That's what's going on right now. And not only is it disturbing just to see this, 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 
I mean, the, a game being played where there's no object to the game except one side needing to win in some kind of a preordained fashion and the other side having to be held back by rules that nobody else seems to give a shit about. The real disturbing thing is that there are people out there who think that things are fine. Dark to Light with Frank and Beans can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.